You are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Are live, live we are. It's Chris Denman. I'm Steve Bannon. <laughs> I'm Jada Foster. What's up, man? Hey guys, I'm Stephen Walden. <laughs> hey, hey, hey there he is. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you guys. Okay, you no. were the man. There's no prompting. Of the yeah, no. You look like a smart guy. You got it. You got it. We got Stephen Walden in the studio, St. Louis artist, and uh, we're gonna chat it up. Before we get into that, go to Presence Float Center. Float. Your ass off, Travis, I believe, is the statement that we made. Put ass off. <laughs> promo, code, off. <laughs> promo code WAL. That's for We Are Live. It's in town and country, just outside of St. Louis. Not a far trip. You know me. I don't leave the city for much, but I do to relax. Check it out. Presence Float Center, $10 off with promo code WAL. Stephen Walden in studio. Check out the website, stephenwalden.com. I'm checking out his business card and it's a baseball card of a painting he did of Yachty and uh, and Wainwright embracing uh, absolutely the best business card I think I've seen at least today. Thanks. I had to throw him off. I don't want to completely make him feel good just yet. No, no, no. No, this is fantastic. So stephenwalden.com is where you can see his art. So what's up, man? Good to have you in. Man, thanks so much for having me in here. Like I said, it's been a long time since I've been in these studios. Yeah, what brought you here before? I used to be a copywriter at Merritt's, and we used to farm out a lot of uh, audiovisual stuff Mm -hmm. and scripts and things, and Shock City helped take take care of uh, the production side of that. That's, uh, man, exciting. That's super cool. How is it? <laughs> it was. It was. It, I mean, it was, it was we a got you out of the outlet. office. Yeah. yeah. Well, my job before that, I was writing uh, software manuals for a bank software company. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That sounds so much fun. Yeah. As a creative person, that drives you, Jada? You, no. you would be into that? I quit all of those jobs just to be here. The money was good. <laughs> yeah? I mean, that's the only reason that people would do a job like that, right? I would think so. Yes. Either that or you're just, uh, you have really weird parents and yeah, you're or, just trying to please them. Or somehow. dead. Yeah, or dead inside. Yeah. Dead inside will also do that. So are you a full-time artist now? I'm a full-time artist. Congratulations. That. Here's the thing that really is troubling right now. Mr. Walden, is that it says you started in 2014. Yeah. Like painting. Uh-huh. Like this thing, this beautiful Let's drill down on this, you, Travis. Yeah, I don't, really I'm don't. i not believing this for a second. This beautiful artwork, this amazing book, The Art of Stephen Walden, and it's it's mind-blowing. And you're telling me you've been doing this since just 2014. Not yeah. a watercolor, not a finger paint, not a crayon. Come on, Bullshit, man. Steven. No sketching. Yeah, no, if, uh, don't let me bullshit that part of it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, no, you know, what is color? Oh, I didn't even see in color before 2014. <laughs> yes. I was hit by a radioactive box of Crayolas. Yeah, No, I, um, I drew in high school. So yeah. I mean, but it was all pencil drawing. And right. I, used, uh, I did color pencils and things like that. Did you go to high school in the area? No, I grew up in Hope, Arkansas. Hope, Arkansas. Okay, that's a good thing because in high school, I feel like somebody that's going to go, not even that your stuff's abstract, but superheroes, athletes, great painting that we'll get into in a second. We'll describe a little more. Hope, Arkansas, are they really pushing those creative uh, 
outlets and and getting you into hey you could be a comic book designer you could be that or is it to, hey straighten up and fly right maybe you'll get a a job designing uh corporate logos or something man hope wasn't even that hope is a town uh, about nine thousand people okay we're most known for birthplace of bill clinton mike huckabee and the world's largest watermelon i have nice. no idea if there's any connection between those three <laughs> there could be so <laughs> if that's on the sats as an, per the analogy part i don't know how sure. to complete that <laughs> but uh but yet no i think that most people in hope i mean at the time uh there were other uh Industries that were their champion. It was a remanufacturing auto parts, reconditioning auto parts. Another big one was Klipsch uh, speakers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Paul, yeah. Paul Klipsch, yeah, born and raised. Sam, our engineer, per- peaked up. He's like, oh, Klipsch. Yeah, yeah Klipsch, <laughs> Klipsch is, is really high end, and especially so weird for it to be in a place like Hope, Arkansas. Right. But no, it's like um, a lot of people, I think it's that you either tried to get out of Hope or that a lot of people retire there. Uh, um, yeah. Hope's had a, a hard. Uh, time keeping a hold of people that actually stay there. It's actually in a dry county, too. Yeah, that's mm. you run into that in Kentucky, Arkansas, some of these states. I it's weird too because there are clubs right that you sign a a, a, a log for and that you can go in. All it is is repurposing of tax money. However, right. they tax you. You can. It's not there. You're not going to be executed for bringing alcohol in. Dry counties to me are one of those. That it's like this isn't. This isn't supposed to exist in 2017, but then you drill down, like we were talking, it, it's it's a tax thing that's held over from, what, Bible teachings from the 1800s or something, whenever they start establishing it's, the it, area, maybe? It's mm-hmm. very much rooted in um, legislation that's tied to morality, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, it, it made me realize, um, it gave a little bit of a verisimilitude to the Dukes of Hazard and that they were busted <laughs> for running moonshine across right. county lines. They were just some good old boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never meaning no harm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yet, no, it was such a culture shift to go from living in hope and then a few after I uh, went to undergrad in central Arkansas, then I, where I went for grad school to be a, uh, to be a writer, I got my MFA in fiction, Wow, was in the university, at the University of New Orleans. So I went from there you Arkansas go. There it is. to New Orleans. I mean, mm. you talk about a culture shift, a culture totally. change. How long did it take you to adjust to accl- acclimate to New Orleans? Mm. Or did you ever? That's a really good question. Um, it's just, it's so different. Um, I never... I never felt like a native, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, I don't even feel like a native in St. Louis, honestly. Right. You know, yeah, St. Louis is a weird place. I'm sure to not be from or from around the area. Uh, New Orleans is a lot weirder. You yeah, know, you have a lot of similarities between St. Louis and of New course. Orleans too. Heavily mm-hmm. Catholic. You guys do the Mardi Gras thing. Um, I, I, it was so interesting being here for the first time during Lent and finding all the fast food places that had fish specials on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's yeah, to us. We're like, yeah, who, it's, it's April. Like, what do you want us to do? Or March or whatever it is. It's one of, and even now the fish fry culture is intertwined with, I would even say like hipster culture. Catholic fish fries are cool to go to. Really? In St. Louis. I'm, you see about it in the Riverfront Times. You see people talking, ooh, what is the, what is the good fish fry to it's hit? Fun. And it's light beer and fried fish. I've oh. never been to a, a Catholic fish fry. Really? You sure. should try. It's a good time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's easy. Yeah, if you're into fried fish. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's Muslims like a have a nice fish fry too, guys. Yeah, you have Talk me. about the Muslim fish fries here are in you St. Big, Louis. Are you a Muslim? I don't know. I'm sure we touch all the bases while yeah. we can. It's <laughs> just trying to, that you gotta these so, days. I always ask people that when they uh, take on something, especially artistic, full time. 
there was a moment or incident or a mm. situation that essentially brought you over, that convinced you that, okay, enough's enough. I can't just half-ass it. Or not even saying that you're a half-assing it, but I need to be able to give all my time or the necessary time to make this happen. What moment was that for you? So I've got to back up and say that it's been a real progression in right. the sense that, so I was doing the copywriting thing, right? Yeah. And to me, that was, so that was from 06 to 12. And in doing that, it, I paid a lot of my bills, but I felt empty at mm. the end of the day. Which is crazy because in that, I mean, there are only, I mean, if you're saying you were, you were happy with your pay and everything like that, that's a pretty sought after job for that industry because how many people are taking bare minimum to say that they're a copywriter for a marketing agency at whatever company they're bringing on. Like, right. So to hear that, that's uh, that's a little disappointing. <laughs> to, I mean, for real. I mean, you think about all the people who would love to be professional copywriters, but it wasn't the path you liked. Mm -mm. Well, it was that I, I realized at the end of the day, okay, so I, I pay my bills, I can amass more stuff, but what's it for? Who yeah. am I helping? It was sure. this, all right, so if I, in the cliche of I, I walk outside, I get hit by a bus, is there going to be anybody from the HP account that's going to show up at my funeral? What difference am I making in the world? How am I making the world better? Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things I had actually started going to personal therapy to talk about this, this kind of this malaise of like, I'm just so dissatisfied that I'm right. spending 40 to 60 hours a week doing this job and there's no, no fulfillment out right. of it. It's like, it's just for me. It's just to buy more shit. It's just, right. you know, it was just, it was totally unfulfilling. Was this in Arkansas? You said Hewlett Packard. This was, this was in St. Louis. Oh, in St. Louis. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was, yeah. Hewlett Packard has a big presence in Arkansas, I feel like too, but I, I don't know. It's not relevant. Maybe it was an HP account that was with Merits. So, gotcha. Um, and, uh, and, and I decided, you know, I, therapy was going great for me. Right. I'm articulate. I'm able to talk about emotions and feelings. I want to help other people. Oh, I'll be a therapist. So I decided I was going to quit my job. And I uh, got into the professional counseling program at Webster. And now you're smiling, right? No, so it's, like, this, it's a no, very we've all this path. This is a, this is a, a familiar journey, but <laughs> I love that you were, you're on this. Go ahead. So, no, you, you have the same thing happen. Look at, I mean, you're looking at a, uh, a table full of 30-plus-year-olds that we're in other industries doing other things. And I mean, to make that leap, it's uh, it's it can be strange to look people like your grandparents, parents, friends in the eye and be like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do despite having some success in another field. You know, we're in such a weird area right now. I'm, I'm a big Reddit user, right? Even though I'm not like alt-right or anything right. like that. So not the dog. That we know no, 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 no. To be determined. We're going to yeah. put your face on the social media okay. and let them decide. Right. <laughs> Just the shot of the head. I left, I left my tiki torch in the car. <laughs> yeah. um, Do you get yours at Home Depot as well? <laughs> Relax, you, you two. Well, you can get Costco. They get a okay. whole discount. You buy yeah. six at a time. Yeah, so... Um, a special discount if you get 88. Um, no, so, um, I'll be sure to hashtag alt right on this podcast release. So, so wait, or ADD, where was I? Squirrel. Um, <laughs> so I was pursuing my mash. Oh, the, what I was going to say about Reddit. Somebody posted a while back. What is this generation's? Turns out smoking's bad for you. You know, what's going to be our version of that? And what someone answered, I thought it was so great. They said, it's having jobs that are so unfulfilling, mm. doing the rat race, going yeah. back and forth. Because if you think about it, we're talking about our grandparents and, you know, even our parents, they had careers and they did these things for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, whatever. Right. 
I think right now we're at a time that we're able to ask questions that are related to self-awareness and to go to therapy and to talk about our own shit right. and that they are legitimate issues that are showing up in our relationships, in our work, in our life, and that's affecting our quality of life. Mm-hmm. And and it was for me. I mean, yeah, I was working. I had stability. But that's not – where was my meaning? Right. What meaning was I getting? How was right. I helping other people? It was just helping me. So, so and then you went – like I said, you, you went into Webster's therapy program and what to be a therapist so yeah. to be a therapist what how did you get into the oh, so transition again from you going into that program to where you are now then. yeah so i we were able to take electives throughout the course okay. you know because you had to take our core and i took an an art therapy class and that was the first time that i painted wow picked up a paintbrush and my classmate said holy wow. shit you can paint you mm-hmm. need to do something with this and then you know whatever you guys are full of shit you're just saying that just because you love me <laughs> you know it's not like the kid that makes you're a that. lovable guy right right exactly <laughs> yeah. it's it's the beard and um and so you know and they said you know you really need to do something with this and i thought whatever and i was going through some real shit on my own Boy. and i was just staying at home just painting 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 and my stuff was just piling up against the wall you know it's like it, it was just accruing but i was getting something out of it personally and they kept saying really get your stuff out there and i never really even made that connection to that oh this can exist in a place beyond my living room oh Mm -hmm. absolutely if you're an amateur artist you're not going to think like well let's go ahead and get a display going or something it doesn't even cross your mind Mm -hmm. right and so i submitted to uh, a beginning new artist show is from myslart.org they do like young you know or people that are new to the to art and to give them just exposure and experience and i did and my stuff got into uh, the show in november then i was invited to be in another show and way led on to way and then so here's the thing is the momentum started to build and i thought right. there may be something to this but hold on the reason that i got out of actually doing copywriting because it was just such a solitary act it was a, it was a closed system mm-hmm. right so it was just for me it was just you know yeah. for my little circle and the creation of art it's that all right it's just me and my little circle i'm in my living room how can i help other people it's when i'm like all right so i need to figure out how to bridge that so i started looking at charities how can i work with charities how can i gear my career and i I decided that all right if i'm going to do this as a career let's reverse engineer it let's think about what's the audience that's already there Mm -hmm. well in st louis and this is the standard joke that i say is that well okay st louis i've got two things that i can paint i can either paint cardinals or i can paint toasted ravioli there you go (laughs) (laughs) a a very simple strategy yeah we do a radio show called st louis live we get it yeah (laughs) exactly yeah Yeah, that's why i feel out of place i can't talk high schools um no and uh uh, and so I decided that, well, I'm going to do sports because there's a built-in audience there. Right. And then as things started to cascade on top of each other, it's like, all right, if I'm going to do this, if I want to help others, I need to start reaching out to athletes who are also humanitarians. Mm-hmm. Way led on the way, I wound up crossing paths with Adam Wainwright. And Adam does- Heard of him. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Uh, he has a, a charity, Big League Impact. And um, he and I, through a mutual contact, um, well- I started to do, I did uh, work for um, Rankin Jordan Pediatric Bridge Hospital. Sure. Right. Kids Hospital, right? And I uh, became good friends with the people there, and they do amazing stuff. And um, in the the boss, the 
the CEO of Rankin Jordan, she commissioned me to do a Wayno because she loves Wayno and mm-hmm. said, okay, I'll do that. And I did it. And um, there were like a couple weeks after that, she said, hey, Adam's actually going to be here at the hospital. You know, could you have the painting, you know, done by then and bring it up? I said, yeah, sure. I said, you know, Adam does a lot of charity work. I would love it when he comes by. If you just give him my card, tell him that, you know, I would love to work with his charity as well. Adam saw it. He loved it. He took a picture of him mimicking the pose. Right. Of, and um, he posted on Twitter. Fox Sports picked it up, you know, and he tagged me and he said, hey, we love I love your work. Would love for you to come and do some work for Big League Impact, which brings drinking water to third world countries, which um, which works with Crisis Aid International, keeps uh, women and children out of sex trafficking things. Right. So a lot of things that are alleviating suffering in the world, you know, mm-hmm. big, big causes. And... Um, in any way, and so with that endorsement and getting tied up with Adam, I mean, that creates this other area of legitimacy as an artist and as someone that wants to help. And that led on to working with Kurt Warner, that led on to working with Ozzy, that led on to doing things with Ryan Sandberg. And so it's like, way has just led on to way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, it's, a, it's a sawtooth. You right. know, and it's like, yeah, it, absolutely. It, it goes up and out and up and out and up and out. <laughs> it's just this continual progression. Did you have an interest in sports prior to to getting into, I guess, being an artist for sports figures? Yes. Um, I grew up a uh, big sports fan when I was about 10 years old in Arkansas. Right. And mm-hmm. it was huge. It was, so that was 1985. I'm 42. So I'll save you guys from doing the math. <laughs> um, that uh, 10 years old and was a huge Bears fan because it was when the Super Bowl shuffle came out. Of course, out, yeah. You know, and that's, <laughs> that's awesome. That's how 10 year olds decide, you know, what um, sports team am I going to root for? Well, the one with the best rap video. That's, yeah, that's classic. Natural, yeah. absolutely. I can absolutely understand how you come to the conclusion. And that was also, I got into, you know, trading cards. Right. And that was when Genesis came out. And so it's like Madden was in its infancy, and so it was just was huge into sports. And um, and then I discovered girls, and then so it's like it's kind of been this <laughs> constant swing between right. sports and girls, and now it's just now it's art and women. So yeah, well, that, yeah, I was gonna say they have to coincide where you just randomly drop that hint like I am an artist and what kind of artist an artist artist that's how I envision those conversations going people ask you know, what do you do and I'm like I'm an artist and then people always ask full time you know because yeah it's a real thing especially in a midwest city like this you think uh, yeah you do that on the side but where are you a middle manager at right, right. yeah mm-hmm. very interesting do you, have when you faced you, oh, sorry go ahead, go ahead Trap. No, I was going to say as far as when you do these type of portraits and of a celebrity or a pop cultural moment, when do you infuse yourself, your style into the art? At what point when someone looks at your portrait, they immediately know that's Stephen Walden? I think it's all about color. Mm. And that was one of the things. Don't that, feed his ego. <laughs> not, not, not today. Not today. It's, it's he, you know, he's always bragging about that. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, All right, yeah. You two, you finish up the interview alone. Black power, kill whitey. No, it's that um, <laughs> needed to be said. <laughs> it it is. Uh, it's for me in many ways. Sometimes it it has nothing to do with subject matter. Mm-hmm. It's about I want to play around with the color and see what the color combinations do. How does color interact with each other? How does it play with each other? Uh, how the, the colors play with each other and the other thing that was also an intentional part of mine on visual branding this is going to be the copywriting thing thinking yeah, about an yeah. audience it's that well the, even the fact that you identified something that would have a following too mm-hmm. is it kind of allows for a lot you see that all the time whether it's a podcast 
a band or anything, if you're choosing to do something that's going to be a really low percentage of success or having any kind of financial gain tied to it, it's going to be a tough go for you. Well, you got to pick a niche because you know sure. it's like again to use you know the business uh, business terminology. If we talk about blue ocean versus red ocean, yeah. so the idea is that a blue ocean is a red ocean is where there are a lot of sharks that are going after uh, the food and that it is just bloody, and you're going to be competing with all the other sharks. You want to go to the blue ocean where there aren't a lot of sharks, where there's right. you know where there's a wide open space. And I saw a wide open space with St. Louis colorful. 3D art, mm-hmm. you know, it's like that's a very niche, very part. much, yes, and also that it's you know when I was trying to figure out how I wanted to brand myself, it was also that I wanted to have a style that when you looked at it, you would know, right. you know, from 10, 20 feet across the room, like yeah. oh, that's a Stephen Walden, you know, that so it's it, it's so much about visual branding, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of like a logo, absolutely, Travis, where were you going? No, I was gonna, and I was and I imagine going through this process because you can see and you see this with a lot of artists you can see the care uh you can see the detail the hard work that you can you can almost can feel like oh this person labored over this mm-hmm. they probably have three or four drafts they went through crumbled it up and threw it out i would imagine going through this particular process though has been to a degree and not even to go dr phil therapeutic because you talked about being able to spend all those hours at a place that was unfulfilling and now you're able to give all those hours now to your art so i would imagine from a therapeutic standpoint this is probably in some way shape or form maybe have been a lifesaver for you absolutely yeah i um had a conversation with a dear friend of mine recently and and she asked me what are you proud of what are you proud of in your life and it didn't take me long it was that i am proud that i I now have crafted a career, you know, on my own that is centered, not centered around, but a huge component of it is helping other people, mm-hmm. you know, and to me, that's, that's the fulfilling thing right. is that, and then to be able to do it with a creative outlet, I mean, come that's on, I, I get to, to do, you <laughs> right. know, all kinds of cool shit and go to cool places that I never would if I was just doing copywriting. Right. No, makes sense. Uh, as far as... St. Louis as a whole, it seems like you've been really well received. I feel like, uh, I think we're connected. Yeah, we're connected on social media. I feel like I see you popping up a little bit everywhere. I mean, is that your background that's saying, hey, I'm proud of this? Or do you feel it as a duty to come to a podcast? Like, hey, I got to keep the word out. I got to keep this in front of different audiences. Uh, I don't know if I would guess, it seems to just be your personality and somebody that's good at having a conversation on a microphone is going to do that if the opportunity arises, right? I, I'm an attention whore. What artist is it? Yeah, no, it's that as yes. Jada as Jada flows <laughs> like, into the room. Of course, we are. Yeah. Yeah. All of us. Are. Attention. Yes. <laughs> no. Interview me now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen, what do you think of my newest part? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Enough about me. What do you think about me? <laughs> That's exactly right. Now you have a new uh, new item, a new piece of work that you have. That is, look, St. Louis has gone Google for. Coco Pups when it comes to <laughs> this rally cat and you have taken oh, full advantage so of that. Good. I imagine now and and I'm sure you do very well successfully uh, uh, getting folks to buy your work but this cat, if you put this, if you go to the Del Mar Loop right now, you would make two point seven million dollars. <laughs> I'm, I'm, tell us a little bit about this brand new project. We're like, don't touch it, Dan. Okay, don't, don't touch it. You can touch it. No, no, I don't ahead. know. Chris is right. I will break it. Here, um, put on the three D glasses. Let's look at it. So, 
<laughs> so was this just in the moment? Hey, everybody's talking about it. I got a paintbrush and canvas. Let's go to town. Or like, what, what was your motivation behind the rally kitten? Yeah, the iron's hot. If you look at my Instagram, what I did. Well, first of all, I'm a cards fan. I'm a sports fan. I'm I'm a cat guy. You know? yes. well, this I, is just I like you're in a perfect storm of joy. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, hey, listen, Steven, you seem like a nice guy. I'm going to need you to stop giving us the bio of your dating profile. Like, listen, bro, clock out, man. Clock out. Stop telling this bullshit to us. Yeah, Next thing you're going to know, you're like, you know, and I really like talking to my mom on, yeah, on the phone. Shit, it's man, a good it's time. It's all about the right swipes. It's all about the right swipes. Yeah, I just want, I wanted to acknowledge, I know what the fuck you're doing, Steven. Okay? And Travis is getting a little dreamier look in his eye, and uh, we need to focus this in. So knock it off, okay? I just, I want to put that out there. So, uh, so I enjoy long walks to the beach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Um, sure. I, you know, my perfect idea of a date: city museum. (laughs) I'm looking at this kitten photo, and I'm thinking to myself, like this painting, and I'm thinking to myself. God, what a great pickup, like pickup <laughs> item. Like you could literally you know. be like, like oh, a, a woman sees this, like I mean, cat, and like a woman kitties. just stripping her clothes off. I'm right. like, you lucky son of a bitch. Do you prefer I swallow, or do you want to finish somewhere weird? I mean, like it's, that's like, what I, happens. Yeah. Like I, I want to be the asshole and go, yeah, I paid at this. And just like walk in the mall right now. Just yeah. because, I need a date. I need a date really. Do badly. it. How would, how would they know? <laughs> Well, you just means. you carry it around the way emo kids carry around Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know because I can. Yeah. This will absolutely would happen. You'd be like the, the asshole that shows up at a party with a fucking guitar. Totally. Yes. Anyway, I'm an artist. Like I just never know when inspiration hits, man. I just walk around with. No, I would be the guy that tries to use this. Go to the Galleria, and a woman comes up to me like. I fuck Stephen Walden. So that's what will that's, likely that's, happen. You know, hashtag life goals. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. You're holding a John Cusack style <laughs> over your head. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's, pretty <laughs> it's pretty obvious. I think it's a great work. I, I mean, we're obviously on a podcast, so it's very difficult and for my limited education to try to describe what's in front of us right now. But this is just ridiculously good. So what does, uh, and we, and uh, maybe your price structure is different. If somebody's like, well, what's advertising cost? I'd be like, go fuck yourself. Let's have a meeting. <laughs> what does, what does a print usually run? Like rally cat. Yeah, well, go fuck yourself. We'll have a meeting. There you go. <laughs> there you yeah. have a business, yeah. bitch. <laughs> no, so this one's actually, this one's, uh, the way that I'm doing this is that, yes, I'm opportunistic in painting the rally cat. Sure. Iron is hot. It, it's my jam. But what I'm doing right now is I'm reaching out to St. Louis area animal-related charities awesome. and going to offer them prints that they can sell oh, to get okay. them money. That's such a Very nice. Idea. That's yeah. a great idea. Steve. That's fantastic. Wow, that's we, awesome. do, uh, we do stuff with Gateway Pet Guardians, and you forget, too, if you're a dog person, cat person, there's a million of these places that help all animals that yeah. are out there. So that's fantastic. That's really great to see. And it's something that you would think, too, that's a unique way to donate. I mean... We all get hit up for donations and stuff all the time. So anytime you can literally catch somebody's eye with something like that, it's fantastic. Great work. Thanks, man. Yeah. And one of the things I've even been toying around with is um, if you look at my Instagram, at Stephen Weldon on Instagram. Yeah, I was going to say, get that handle um, out there, man. Yeah. Then uh, what I did, just on a total lark, um, so they were posting the images of the blurry images from the TV on the Rally Cat when it was trotting in the outfield. Uh-huh. And I took that and then I Photoshopped it into a 1987 Topps 
Future Stars baseball Perfect. card, mm. and it caught fire on social media. <laughs> Very People nice. loved that's, it. That's I'm like, amazing. okay, I'm going to do something with this. If there's interest, then we can take this interest and use it towards good causes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I uh, contact. I've got a. I'm going to talk with the Feral Cat Outreach later oh, okay. today, oh, that's and so, so cool. we can help out with them because I mean they're the ones that that caught the little bugger. Yeah. So yeah. So, yeah. What is your favorite piece? Superman. The one you're looking at on the cover, and it's all it's. (laughs) I mean, it just jumps out. I mean, outside of it being 3D, because that's what 3D does, Chris. I don't know. Thank you, Travis. Explain how 3D works, but no, it's it's. I I am thinking like again, three years ago, uh, you put the pedal to the metal and decided to do something like this, and I commend you, and uh, and it's well done. I just just for someone to say fuck it. I'm doing this bad boy full time, and to see the result is is truly impressive. Well, especially it's inspiring, with, yeah, for sure. sure. Well, especially the, to us, yeah. <laughs> doing the same thing right. with a different medium. Sure. Right. Right. With the technology too, I see it. Uh, our logo for this show, we had Adam Bertels do it. He does graphic design work for all over town. When you look into it, I probably for a tenth of the price could have got something online that wouldn't have maybe been that much different. To see you completely doing this in a time where you can have computers do effects like this, it's not going to be the same thing. I get it. There's a human touch. Uh, That's inspiring to me as well, Mm -hmm. that not only did you not start as a, I'm going to be an artist, and you jumped in, but to also be having success in a, you mentioned a niche Mm -hmm. in St. Louis that you're kind of positioning yourself to be the guy who captures these moments like that, and especially with your charity capabilities and partnerships, uh, people get a better taste in their mouth mm-hmm. when they hear that kind of stuff. And then obviously you can articulate why you're out doing it. So I'm just patting you on the back. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, yeah. it's like, it's one thing to be, you know, opportunistic and I'm opportunistic as fuck. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like, why can't I be also good and helpful and giving as fuck too? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we always say that too with the dickheads. It's not that much harder... <laughs> To help people and to be nice and to look to connect with others and within reason, right? You're not overextending yourself in most cases. I'm sure you get caught up in some of that with charity events and things. I'm I'm so, because I say yes to everything and I'm so You got to say no. Yeah. Your therapist hasn't told you that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Boundaries. We're going to talk about boundaries. Hey, take Jada with you. Have her be your no girl. (laughs) She'll tell people. She's like, no, and she'll make them feel better about accepting them. Did I mention I paint cats? That's right. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. That's smart. They just called me a cat lady earlier today. Well, Well, because you you are. That's that's my thing is like, all my shit is always covered in cat hair, and I just say, cat hair. (laughs) It's glitter for lonely people. So do you paint (laughs) 3D cat hair? Have you done I'm that sorry? yet? 3D cat hair? Well, it's funny. Is there a way if, to if do you, that? <laughs> if you look at my originals, there are, you know, in what's cool about original work, if you see original, it's hanging in a museum or whatever, you'll see the the drawing of the pencil underneath that, you know, the artist has, you know, sketched out. Mm-hmm. You'll see like the textures of the paint and how, you know, it actually has these little crests and valleys. And, you know, sometimes you'll even see like how, uh, hairs from the brush bristles from the brush are trapped in the paint mm-hmm. and for me cat hair is all up in my paint mm. there are other cat awesome. my cats are it. infused into my, my paint see people so sneezing cool. as they pick up your uh, <laughs> well, I have a question about technique how because we're looking at these with like with 3D glasses so that mm-hmm. we can see that it is 3D what is the difference between painting um, doing a painting without that aspect 
And do you do it or do you just stick to 3D and how have you mastered that technique over time? I don't know that I mastered it um, for one thing and how it's done. The glasses change how you perceive color. Mm. You know, again, this is going to keep going back to is, you know, color, color, color. color. And it's that that's the thing that interests me because when I drew in high school, it was all graphite. It was all black yeah. and white. Mm-hmm. And color Absolutely. is so new to me that mm-hmm. it's like I it's like I, I don't even know what I don't know. Right. And um and I also want to give a shout out. People ask me all the time, how did you figure out this three D painting thing anyway? The first show, art show that I did, there was another artist there, Nelson Perez, vodka bacon studios.com. He actually had 3D art there, and I'm like, this is really cool. I'm going to steal this. Yeah, and um, and so that's Nelson and I were friends, um, and uh, and I I credit him all the time that it's like that's where I got that's where I took the ideas that he was already doing it. He does you know whimsical creatures, whimsical figures. It's totally different subject matter that he does, but because the the technique is uh, the the effect is all based around color i was already using bright colors in my work i just changed how i use them to incorporate that and to me again business talk the 3d thing it became one more hook it became a value add absolutely well especially whenever you jump into superhero realm things like that we're joking around that was that were we recording when i we were talking game of thrones i can't remember not okay the the (laughs) shit the shit that would get men stuffed into lockers in 1988 has literally permeated every household in the united states you have people of all different kinds colors backgrounds obsessed with game of thrones to a lesser degree walking dead even so you have these things that are out there and available have you gotten into much of the tv show fantasy because obviously you have superheroes uh, and then sports uh, stars as subjects, but have you gotten into, I guess, maybe some of the TV realms, different things like that? Because then you're talking, what, eBay <laughs> or whatever, you find that right person that's like, well, I've got 10 grand to spend on uh, on a piece of Ned Stark. I mean, that that would be an interesting avenue to go down, but it may not interest you, though. Well, either. to me, eBay's red ocean. Too, too much. Too, too many dicks in the room. Sure. Yeah, you know, it's like, I'm going right, to right. you know, go check out the girls' school. Right. No, but it's that... Um, <laughs> You know, with uh, to to what you were asking about TV, yes, absolutely. That's an area that I want to get more into is pop culture and doing that more. Because, I mean, there, there are only so many times that I can paint Ozzy Smith and to, you know, hit that market. Right. So, and it's like, and I want to expand and do more, and I've got opportunities down the line. Um, there may be a thing where I can do with Norman Reedus, and I'll do a Daryl Dixon. There you oh, go. You know, somewhere down the line. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Nerd culture has has become mainstream. But uh, it, that, Yeah, but that it gives... Uh, I guess you could say more credence to creative endeavors and people that their brains work like that where you will spend some ancillary dollars on something that mm-hmm. someone handmade because it's from something you love. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's that's the the perfect customer for me is the person that's like, you know, I've, I've seen all the signed jerseys, I've seen all the signed, you know, photographs and all these things. I want something that I've never seen before, something right. that no one else has. That's, you know, that's my ideal, you know, perfect customer that I want to market to. No, fantastic. With uh, the, everything that's going on in the news right now, are there any uh, presidential paintings lined up? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> even, uh, even a nasty one. Would you do that? No. And what if it was for a charity? Uh, what charity are we talking? What's your favorite charity? Mm. Uh, the ACLU. The There you go. <laughs> so, I, did, I did do a Rosa Parks piece right after the election of Rosa Parks. Mm, very was, nice. Wow. You know, it's kind of like me working my way through my grief because I was 
I was shattered after the election. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't think anything's happened to uh, back up your feelings since then. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, so. We're just going to invalidate <laughs> those right Everybody there. Just, just don't even that try and joke, Chris. Yeah. We're going to learn boundaries and how to properly express our feelings. <laughs> no, no, but you're getting into an interesting point in that I am continually thinking about, as an artist, how, how political do I want to get? True. With my shit. Because once you're there, you're there, right? Do I really want to alienate half my audience? Right. Because it's not like, you know, I'm appealing to, you know, a huge installed base. Everything is so fractured. And, right. Uh, you know, they're, they're, but at the same time, it's like I posted yesterday and it's, I posted a, a, a thing that said, look, if you sympathize with Nazis, get the fuck off my page. Which, and I don't, I don't which, think that should be that controversial no, of a right. stance. It's not, that, right. yet it is. Yet Somebody it is. unfriended me because like, well, I, I can't be friends with you clearly because of this. I'm like, all right, fuck you, man. Well, well then you did <laughs> a good. Don't let the cyber door hit you on the way Yeah, out, that's so. a good cleanse then because yeah. yeah, that's it. We were talking about it today, yesterday where it's like, I, for one, am, I'm not somebody that feels I need to state how I feel all the time because it's like, no, I just am and I treat people as such, whatever. But then now it's like, it's where it's becoming the same. It's like, do we really have to denounce Nazi <laughs> beliefs? Is this really where we're at? We're, we're against denouncing Confederate garb and things like that really that's where we're at we saw ben hockman we talked about it late, earlier a jewish sports columnist for the sports uh for the st louis post dispatch tweeting out one thing like it's 2017 and i just heard a nazi uh a, our president in the u.s basically say nazis can be good guys or something and then people gave him a bunch of shit but he tweeted out also hey uh i tweet however much this is the first time i did let's make a deal President sympathizes with Nazis. I'm not going to tweet about sports. Like every time he does that, he gets that. I don't know. <laughs> probably at 2,000 likes on Twitter by mm -hmm. now. Like people really resonated with that. So I think good is going to overcome this bullshit. Whatever's happening, but it is still strange that we're even having to have this conversation about the relevance of speaking out against a, a, a failed ideology. Where it gets so murky is that there is conservative ideology, and then there is the spirit and the the what I'm 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 going to call it some moral vacuum an ethical vacuum that appears to kind of what I alluded to this morning wasn't it Travis I said like you don't you don't picture a young German man as a Nazi anymore in my opinion mm -hmm. I wouldn't you just think of these morons that are part of some kind of weird forgotten ideology that they've kept alive through I guess meetings in a trailer mm -hmm. I don't know meetings online meetings on yeah. Reddit you look yeah. at Reddit it, Reddit good. God, there's so much hate speech that goes on there. You look yeah. 4chan. I mean, that's where these people are being radicalized and recruited. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, organized. They're 20-something, yeah. you know, teen, you know, white kids. With nothing better to do, you fucking assholes. Like, right. really, man? I don't like, know. I, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's that when white privilege and is, is challenged as actually being a real thing, that's when white fragility comes into. It's like, right. wait, what do you mean? How can you say that we have privilege in any kind of way? And it like, immediately goes to the defensive. It's like, can you just stop for a second and right. just hold on to the fact that someone who doesn't have your skin color has a different experience of the world than what you do? Right. It's all that I'm asking. As far as the craft goes, 
I know that uh, the movie is that your favorite? <laughs> oh wow! Right, yeah, <laughs> deep <laughs> deep pool there, right? It's my favorite movie. Yeah, of course. And <laughs> what? Yeah, Jada Shocking. likes the crab. Yeah. <laughs> a woman in her early thirties who loves the crab. I got in trouble I at Catholic school oh, for shocked. loving the crab. Oh, I was more man, of a teen witch kind of guy myself, so <laughs> <laughs> mostly because of the rap, right? So. Of course, yeah. Well, but do this. The, the, I know as as writers, you know, they say, uh, yeah, you. Write drunk, edit sober. Is the philosophy similar in painting? Do you, how, what, what gets you going to get a lot of your projects started? Um, money. <laughs> uh, that would do no, it. I was um, like, oh man, like I always we I always laugh because Chris will will joke about Sandler or Tyler Perry, but I I would imagine if uh, one of those studios came to me and said, Travis, we want you to write Grown Ups Three, I would put all sensibilities <laughs> aside and go, right. Damn right. Okay, right. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, Fire that bad boy up. Right. Let's grow up. And yeah. Make sure you edit every show where I diss Adam Sandler. Well, you know, so I, 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 I jokingly say money. That's part of it. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess it is, it's an inherent part of it because my answer is actually the opportunity. What's the opportunity that's tied to Good point. You know, the thing? So the opportunity is being salient on social media and helping, you know, a lot of good okay. uh, animal-related charities with Rally Cat. So that's one. Another one is that, so there's a huge show that's coming up locally um, at Westport, a big sports show in October. Oh, the sports card show they do yeah, every year? A yeah, a lot of big names are going to be here. Yes, we have, you know, Bob Plager, um, uh, Curtis Joseph Cujo, he's going to be there. Dope. Scotty Bowman, but, and, and Ozzy and Bob Gibson, and, you know, the cards guys, but also... Tim Brown from the Raiders, Marcus Allen, Bo Jackson, and Emmett Smith. Amazing. Yeah, huge, gigantic lineup. Are you walking in there with paintings of them? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what—that's the part that's you know driving me fucking crazy right now is that I started like 10 different paintings because I also you know worked the thing out with the promoter that he's going to have prints available for people to buy there. Okay. Mm-hmm. The deal being that I get my original signed and then I find the you know blah 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 and so on and so forth. But yeah, I have to have stuff ready for this show for these guys to to autograph. How does licensing and likeness go with painting? So that's something that I would rather talk about offline. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was curious about that. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. We'll have to explore that in another conversation. So you'll be at the Sports Card uh, Expo. What What's that called, actually? I can't remember. I'm sorry. Uh, West, I'm not sure what the it's official in name is. It's in Westport in October. Westport Collector Show. It's put on by After the Game, Inc. If you go okay. to Facebook and look at After the Game, Inc., you'll find the the flyer that um, that Larry Murray has posted there. Very nice. Where, is the, where can we go to, to, to look at the most recent work? I mean, I know we can go to the Instagram and the website, but are you going to be displaying any of your work anywhere around town in St. Louis, Time soon? I actually have an exhibit for the next two months at Missouri Baptist University. No. Nice. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Cool. Congratulations. They, thank you. They reached out to me and they're like, um, hey, you know, like we would love to have your work there. Do you have anything you bring? Yeah, sure, why not? And mm-hmm. so um, I'm actually I've got some stuff uh, installed there and it's a mix of sports and pop culture stuff. So and we'll have to check that out. Nice. That's there really right awesome. now. Yeah. Yeah, you guys need to go check that out as well and check out Stephen Walden. Dot com. Man, it's been an absolute pleasure having you in. We're going to have to get you, uh, man, we'll have to have you come hang out at the second year anniversary party or something, see if we can work something out to showcase some of your work, man. Love so it. It's great. Thanks for coming by. Thanks so much for having me. This was awesome. I'm not ready to go yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to get you back on, man. We'll get you on for the radio show, too. Perfect. Awesome. Thanks, Stephen. 